Greetings, fellow gamers. I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you for listening to our show. We are on our 58th episode here, and it's been a fantastic ride. I think that you will see that there's been growth in the show, and I hope there's been growth in you and your understanding of the way that games play a role in our lives. They are not just a vehicle for entertainment. They are a vehicle for change, depending on the way that you look at what's in front of you. You can address anything as being a surface-level activity and having no depth, or you can address things having depth and, and play it as if it can or will have an impact on your life. And I think that's one of the goals of Rolling for Change is to get people to look inward while engaged in games, while engaged in media, really, because that's, you know, that's almost the geek therapy motto is to get engaged with the media that's in front of us and find ourselves within, find our culture within, find our country within, find our world within those game experiences. So as a result, Rolling for Change takes uh, so many different twists and turns. And, and I feel lucky to be at the center of a lot of different people who are walking a lot of different walks in life and doing amazing things with games one way or the other. And so I'm very excited to offer today a discussion with my good friend Adi Singhal, uh, who is, uh, he has created a YouTube channel uh, called Victory Point, which is uh, all about bringing his passion and love of gaming to uh, people in Israel and people who speak Hebrew. Um, so this is an exciting discussion with Adi, not only because any chance to talk to Adi I think is fantastic, but also just because um, he has a very keen mind and understanding of what he's doing, and I think that you will find some joy in talking to him as well. Uh, here we go. To Rolling for Change, a podcast about the transformational nature of gaming. My name is Woody Harris. I am joined by my co-host, Josue Cardona. Thank you. Thank you for 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 allowing me to be here every week. <laughs> I don't know why I said thank you. I just woke up. Hello, everyone. <laughs> good morning, Josue. Thank. Good morning, teacher. I, f- I feel like we're in one of those kids things, you know. Good morning, Josue. Yep. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, uh, we also have our special guest, Adi Singal, from uh, Victory Point. I don't know, you call it a video cast or a, it's not a podcast per se, right? No, it's just a YouTube channel. Yes, okay. Adi is uh, my good friend who I met at uh, Dice Tower several years ago, and uh, we've uh, connected pretty strongly ever since. Uh, and Adi has recently started his own. YouTube channel called Victory Point. And yes. <laughs> that's fascinating to me because I didn't even know that you were working on this. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, because of um, all the situation going on right now in the world, uh, I found myself coming back to Israel. I was living in Brazil for a while and I decided to, uh, how, how would be a good way to spend the time uh, 
I always wanted to do some kind of a thing with board games, so I decided maybe opening a YouTube channel would be cool. Yeah. And and it's my impression that there aren't too many of these kinds of things for uh, a Hebrew audience. Uh, not really, no. There are like maybe two or three more that do something similar to, to myself, but... Uh, no, I, it's it's still growing. There are like more games coming and tr being translated to Hebrew these days. So yeah, uh, right now I can find a lot of I have a lot of materials to work with because I'm gonna start doing mainly uh, board games in Hebrew. At, and I guess at some point I'm gonna start doing board games in English as well. Uh, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. You have you have big plans, the big picture. Yes. Uh, what's it been like so far? Um, well, it's not easy. Um, I'm very bad in computers, so learning everything, like learning Photoshop, editing uh, program, and everything like this is very difficult. Um, I find confirm. myself. This is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I find myself filming for like seven to eight hours a day. These days, uh, I wake up every day at like 9, 10 in the morning until like 5, 6. And I don't know, it's, I do this five days a week. It takes a lot of time, but I, I enjoy myself. It's not easy. I'm very, I'm trying to do my best to uh, explain the game properly and uh, give a good review overall. And hopefully it come out well. <laughs> Oh, this is so cool. So, so your videos are mostly reviews of board games, then. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, like, and then, um, I'm very curious. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who's also on YouTube, and he said one hour, a one hour video, not even an hour video. I think it was like twenty, thirty minute video. Took him forty five minute, forty five hours of preparation. <laughs> <laughs> not of recording but of a uh, of preparation and sometimes video projects can be, can be like that so like when you record seven or eight hours how long like what's the final result like the video becomes how long yeah it's around like five to seven minutes yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds about right welcome welcome to youtube <laughs> yes <laughs> wow that's so much work for for that but it comes out looking so professional that's um awesome. I think we'll have to put the link on to, onto our podcast when we let it out because I, I I don't even know how I would tell you how to get to the podcast. I, I don't think you can uh, the video cast. I don't think you can just type in Victory Point in YouTube and find it, right? No, I wrote the name down in Hebrew, so yeah, uh, it, it's going to be more difficult to find it as a Victory Point uh, search. Yeah, yeah. So you decided you had all this time. You're going to get creative. You thought about this for a while, and, and now it's reviews. So are you just going to do reviews, or are you going to start doing teaching as well? Um, I think now I'm going to do mainly reviews. I guess at some point okay. I'm going to start doing other things as well. But mm -hmm. I want to keep it very simple and very um, consecutive, if this is the word to use. Uh, it's yeah. like I'm trying to put up to upload a video every Monday and Thursday. And okay. yeah. like oh, yeah, these days I'm going, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, consistent. Yeah, like, this is, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sorry about my English. <laughs> um, and You're the one with two languages here. I can't complain. 
Woody uh, never two, apologizes two and for his English, okay. and he should. <laughs> um, I can I can go for Portuguese if you want. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, I find myself. I, I lost my. my <laughs> Your train of thought. That's okay. Yes. Uh, so we're we're just talking about the. I was just asking about you know sort of you got this creative hair that you're going to do this and and I had asked about. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mainly do reviews and mm-hmm. I guess at some point when I'm getting some kind of an audience following me maybe I'll do more things as well maybe I'll do some top five top tens maybe other things about board games. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I have I have big plans. I'm still working on like getting all the equipment it's actually quite a bit of work I, I bought a microphone not too long ago and uh, it's still on its way and <laughs> hopefully uh, I'll improve my channel as time goes by um, yeah like yeah. audio wise uh, light wise and etc yeah and uh, I don't know I'm I'm having a good time it's fun to do yeah. and I like it yeah, the equipment part never ends. <laughs> Once you get That's that creative bug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always a better camera. There's always a different light. There's always like, what microphone is that person using? And you keep... <laughs> exactly. I, I wish I, I could say, I could tell people like, no, you'll you'll find a point where you're like, this is it. I have all the equipment I, I, I need or want. It never happens. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's exciting. That's really exciting. So I sp- what's I, Go I was gonna say I speak I, I speak fluent Spanish and I always struggle with making some of the content that that we make like like talking about board games and talking about things um, in Spanish and I've always found it I'm I'm more likely to do something if I find a partner so I've I've come close to finding people who are willing to make the content that I wanted to make in in Spanish but it, it's never it always falls through and and i've never been able to to do it and even yesterday i was giving a presentation on um on on video games in particular and someone asked about spanish resources and i knew from the people who registered that a lot of them were from spanish speaking countries a good, a good percentage and and so finally like the question came up and i and i said like if you want to see this like please tell me because it would encourage me to finally um do it but it's it, again it's, it's something that i found hard to do do you do you have any collaborators or do you feel like you know was it just something that you really wanted to do on your own do you have a team How's um that no is it's just myself uh these days at least um <laughs> i decided to do this for myself it's got it uh, maybe at some point I will add more people to this uh, channel and we'll make it a bit bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, these days I have actually uh, have big plans uh, going. I have have um, quite a bit of work to do because there is going to be... I don't know if it will happen, but uh, there is a convention, a board game convention planned uh, for two months from now. Hmm. And oh, wow. Yes. Uh, it's a board game and um, uh, RPG uh, style of convention that's happening mm-hmm. in Israel. And uh, I'm helping uh, with everything there as well in the board game area. And I decided that we're going to 
I gave them the idea of maybe opening some hot game area like uh, they had in like Dice, a Dice Tower. Tower. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And uh, I felt I thought maybe I'm gonna do gonna have like hot games from like abroad because they're gonna be all the Hebrew games there, and we're gonna bring a few uh, English games as well, and maybe gonna put some on the table like English games, and I'm gonna do reviews for these English games uh, before the convention, so when they post everything, uh, and. Uh, uh, like make uh, you know a buzz about it so they're gonna put a link to my channel with the reviews of the games that's gonna be open which is quite cool yeah that's really awesome yeah yes. is this a is this convention is this a first time convention for Israel or <laughs> uh, no it's been around for okay. like 10 12 years or oh, so wow. okay but it was mainly an RPG convention and uh, in the like a few years ago, they decided to make it like a board game convention as well. There is no uh, convention only for board games. This is the only convention that we have that's uh, mainly for board games and RPGs. But the board game area section was never was never great, unfortunately. Um, but just a copy of Monopoly and sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> and I, like. Um, after going to Dice Star Con, I got some standards for a convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this convention just follow no standards. At least, like last year, they got improved. They switched to a different location. It was mm -hmm. easier to get there, and uh, the place was nicer, but still not as great. But this time, they're gonna do it like in a, um, like a hotel. Uh, mm -hmm. kind of area there it's supposed to be very cool I, I haven't been I haven't seen it but it's supposed to be much much nicer and hopefully it will at least look more professional um, this is this, this is a good start <laughs> yeah yeah excellent can you talk a little bit about the like I, I, I've never been to Israel I don't know anything about the gaming culture there um, 10 12 years of, of a uh, of conventions that's a that's a that's a healthy sign you know for for us that yeah. <laughs> that love gaming it's like oh, okay yeah good there's there's a there's there's a community around it what is the what is the gaming community like there um it's getting bigger these days mm -hmm. i guess because there are more game translated but it seems like the most israelis we have like a facebook group of all the israelis uh that play board games and uh, it's. I think I joined it like eight years ago, and around five years ago, it got no. It got around like three years ago, it got to a thousand people, and since then we're like almost eight thousand people. So it just uh, increased rapidly. And, That's a big uh, jump. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's because in the last three years, people are talking more about Catan. <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> it got to Israel like around 11 or 12 years ago, got translated. Uh -huh. But only like around three years ago, two years ago, people started actually playing it and enjoying it. So now everyone in Israel think that Catan is the best game in the world. And I hopefully I will show them that there are other games which are maybe as good, if not better. Yeah. Uh, this is the... This is... One of the reasons I'm doing it, because I want to 
because they're enjoying Catan and also Codenames uh, arrived like a year ago and also was a big success. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are other games that just got translated, like The Mind got translated not too long ago and Splendor and Pandemic, which is which is very nice. I, I like there are more and more games coming which are hobby games with, uh, that are good. Yeah. Not Monopoly. Or yes. <laughs> drink. Um, <laughs> I, I think as you you know, as you do what you do, you, you're increasing the you're increasing the weight of of the idea of gaming as a result of, of doing these reviews on, on games and from what I've seen so far you're mostly uh, talking about games that are English games or possibly German games. Um are you going to do reviews on I don't know what the the scene is like in terms of making games in Israel but are you going to be looking at games from Israel and reviewing those as well or is this strictly meant to kind of bring in the games that haven't really made the table for people You're talking about like Israeli designers that Yeah, yeah, or well I mean there may be Israeli designers but they may be designing German companies or something like that. I'm I'm thinking is mm-hmm. there a game industry in Israel, um, I don't think so. Not not really. It seems okay. more that uh, most of our games that uh, I consider them hobby games are, yes, they're English or German games, and mm-hmm. um, I guess there are a few uh, board game designers or. Like this industry in Israel that people uh, design board games and publish them here in Israel first, mm-hmm. but not always. Some games I know there I know there are a few Israeli designers uh, that uh, they publish games mainly outside of Israel because they think these games won't succeed here. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm so curious of the of the history of how games reach different countries in general. Do you are you familiar with, or do you know if there was like one, like the one game that that showed up that really made a difference? Like, was it Catan or was it something else uh, a long time ago? It was Catan. It was um, Catan, definitely. Yes, I I feel like most of us gamers, which are like heavier uh, board gamers, uh, started with Catan. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but this is my feeling. I feel like this is uh, quite true. Got it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Catan was the gateway drug for a lot of uh, gamers um, because it, it. So it started out in Germany, and then it made its way to the U.S. by 1995. And at that point, it was just being brought over uh, by individuals. It wasn't really being distributed, so people would show up to conventions and they'd have a trunk full of Catan to sell to people. And but since that time, I, I, the the doorway has opened. You know, Euro gaming has become huge in the U.S. I mean, you only have to look at a con like Gen Con to see that we've we've adopted gaming as a, a very popular hobby and pastime. Um, so Catan seems like for that that's the winning thing for some reason, or maybe it's just the first one to get translated into all the different languages. It's been around for a while. Yes. 
it's definitely a gateway game. Like even even I mean I think like I wouldn't be surprised if the same story is happening and continues to happen. And when we go to other planets, Catan will be one of those first like, <laughs> games where it'll be like, oh, what is this? <laughs> like I've only played this Monopoly garbage that you've been playing, and now it's like, what is this? It's so different. <laughs> Drink. Uh- <laughs> Klaus Tuber, I guess he just figured it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed something different. We needed roads and we needed <laughs> robbers and it was very resource trading. It was very interesting because uh, when I started, when I was talking to people about, I don't know, whatever, and I started talking about board games, at the beginning they said to me like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, um, like Monopoly and Uno and stuff like this. But... And then I explained them like, no, I like more uh, advanced game. And maybe these, uh, like, I don't know, around eight years ago, only knew Catan. But mm-hmm. uh, now that I have so many games and I talk about board games, everyone's like, oh, have you played Catan? And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. And I yeah. moved on a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying not to dismiss them. But at the same time, it's like, uh, yeah, Catan. That's that's ancient history, man. <laughs> so like, I, I'm super excited. I've been I've been uh, I was I was working it out as we were talking. But I found your YouTube channel, and I'm seeing your Ticket to Ride review, and it is it is a little mind blowing because there are things that you take for granted. Like I'm I see the map of the United States, but I, I see all of the cities um, in Hebrew on the map. Yes, this is so cool, and. Like I don't, I don't know the order of um, uh, priority for different companies, right? It's like, well, we're gonna start translating the game, you know, and sending it to different places. Where are we gonna send this map of America to? And translate it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, or if, or if that's, or if, I know sometimes those things are, those things happen with um, like more local distributions. Like there might be a local company that does the localization and then you know makes a deal with the bigger company. But this is so cool. I'm, I love this. I didn't have a question. It was just a comment. So I'm just I'm just looking at the map, and I'm like, you know, like duh. Obviously, this is exactly what it would look like if it was if it was translated, if it was localized. It seems like more. Uh, it seems like Israeli companies prefer to bring games which are language independent most of the time because it's mm-hmm. easier to translate. Uh, yeah. It's only the rule book and maybe the you know the uh, box cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Dixit yes. is a good example because Dixit, you don't really have to do a lot of, you know, the cards are just the cards. Exactly. So you don't have to revamp all of your, your print process. You just have to revamp your, your printing for the rule book and your printing for the box and things of that nature. I love how they translated some games. Some games, they kept the name of the game um, as is. For example, like Ticket to Ride, it didn't even know how to translate it well. So it would sound good in Hebrew. So they just kept okay. it as Ticket to Ride, I guess, because of, like, you know, the Beatles song. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the mind, they decided to translate for the uh, the sixth cent. cent. Okay. Um, which is, oh. okay, it okay. kind of makes sense, but I like uh, the name The Mind better. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, huh. uh, it's a uh, smash up they decided to translate for um uh, clash or something like this okay. that's how they translate right. it um, that's interesting yes or just one they translate in one word 
Academy. Okay. Academy. Um, but yeah, they they keep some names as is, like Splendor or Pandemic. They kept it as it is, or King of Tokyo. Just just translated as King of Tokyo. Yeah. Well, well, why, did you, things... why did you go with Ticket to Ride first? I'm curious for your the first video. I don't it's, know if that was the first video. Like I, I know it, I've it done is, things around. Okay. It is the first video. Um, and uh, because this is my favorite game that has been translated. Oh, okay. Great. Yes. Great. I love Ticket to Ride. It's one of my favorites. I love it too. I do too. I just don't know how I didn't know you knew you, that that was your favorite because we've never played that. So it's not my favorite. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but yes, it's in probably in the top ten or so somewhere. I'm not sure where exactly, but I, I really really like Ticket to Ride. Also, I have most of the maps to it, and I have okay. the tenth anniversary as well, which I really yep. wanted to show in the video, but I I couldn't because I prefer to watch uh, to show the Hebrew version. Yeah. Maybe at yeah. some point I'll show them the uh, the fancy version. Well, I guess the <laughs> thing is you're trying to sort of be a gateway to games for people, and the fancy version, as pretty and nice as it is, may be a little bit out of people's <laughs> price range. Exactly. As you know, as they're getting into Ticket to Ride, you can probably just go to the store and get a copy of Ticket to Ride for a, a reasonable price. But the fancy version, the 10th anniversary, that's that was a little pricey when I bought it. Um. I- it's fine. It's funny that you say reasonable price because uh, <laughs> board games in Israel are not in reasonable prices, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, they, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Even the translated ones are quite expensive, and for example, like Ticket to Ride, you can find around sixty, sixty dollars, seventy dollars. Okay. The base is... game of Ticket to Ride. Yes, it's very expensive, in my opinion. Because um, I, I guess I can find it like around $40 if I look online. That's why when you come to a place like Dice Tower, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to buy all these games and I'm going to have them sent home. Uh, it, I, I guess you remember, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Dice Tower. I think it was last year we were at Dice Tower yes. and... Uh, cool stuff is having their sale and there, there's all these things going on in the convention and uh adi is like ah i'm gonna buy i think he bought maybe 150 dollars worth of games or something no, and, and more <laughs> yeah okay I yeah bought, yeah it was it i was bought, a bit yes i bought 10 games and 10 expansions or so yes and, and the point was he was going to get it even having to ship it over or even having to take it with him and he did some pretty creative packing uh, he he was still going to come out ahead, which is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so yeah, I was hoping. Oh, I actually had a list uh, for this year to buy, but this is not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna miss your list. Adi <laughs> always carries a list with him. These are the games I want to play, no matter what. These yeah. are the games I will play if if they're made available, and these are the games I'd like to check out, and then. You know, he's just walking around filling out his bingo card, basically, to find all the games that he wants to play. I always because I like guess coming games. over to America for a convention, I guess that just happens for you like once a year, basically. Yes, this is the only convention that I went so far. I actually wanted to go this year to Origins with you, but yeah, yeah, it got canceled. Yes, it did. It would have been next week, Adi. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, don't oh. mention it. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's hurt me so bad, but uh, at the same time, um, 
you know, it, it's just, it's led to other possibilities. You know, the, the, the problems we've gone through in the world with, with COVID-19 and all this stuff, it, it's changed the way we view things. And yet we've still found ways to do the things we want to do, you know, cause you and I just played a five hour game or four hour game of Teotihuacan online a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I was uh, hoping to get to a little bit is because, you know, we've played games. I've met you at conventions on uh, several occasions now, and I really haven't gotten to how did you end up, Where is what is your origin story for your gaming hobby? Yes. How did it all start? Yeah, for you. How did it all start? Um, okay, I always, I always remembered myself enjoying board games or card games. I really liked um, Clue as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, a very young aunt. She's like um, three years older than me and we played a lot of card games together. And I don't know, I just remember like walking in a shopping mall one day and we went into a board game store and they just translated Catan and uh, Munchkin and the guy there just offered us like, oh, buy these new games. They're very cool. And we decided <laughs> to buy them because they looked nice. And yeah. I remember just that my mind was blown when I played yeah. Catan. I thought this was the best game ever. And <laughs> I, I was so excited to play it more and more. And after a year, I got the English version because there, there were no expansion back then. Um, mm -hmm. So I got the English version and then I started looking up for expansions and as time went by, I started watching uh, Tom Vassell in the Dice Tower. Okay. And I remember him doing this uh, one top 100 games and Catan was number 95. And I said to myself <laughs> like, how is that 95? <laughs> it's supposed to be much higher. Now I understand, but um, back yeah, then yeah. I was I was so surprised. Like, oh, there are so many other games and maybe better games. And uh, there was a a big uh, convention in Israel that it's about like it's kind of kind of like a geek convention. They're like anime mm -hmm. and games, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. And I remember they I walked in, and the second game I bought was. Uh, Game of Thrones, the board game, second edition, which Ooh, just okay. got translated because it looked so good. The map looked amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, it looks I really I really want to try playing it. And uh, I played it maybe like four or five times in my life. And I decided to sell it afterwards because this was too long to too thinky for me. I <laughs> it was way too much. It was. Maybe a few levels over Catan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and after that, I just started buying games. I remember being very excited buying Pandemic and uh, Ticket to Ride. I also bought Dice Town was one of my first games. Okay. And as time went by, I just uh, started looking for more and more games. I realized what I like and what I don't like. And, uh, yes, when I, uh, finished my military service, I decided to travel the world and my last destination was the Dice Tower convention. And <laughs> I was, 
this was probably the five days of happiness this was amazing okay <laughs> i was i felt in heaven i remember yeah. like every day walking waking up at 10 in the morning and go to sleep around 3 4 a.m mm-hmm. and just doing it over and over and over again and i was i was thrilled this was the rush was amazing uh, i really 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 liked it and i wanted to come back every year since then and i did and I'm very happy. Some friends joined me afterwards, and I found myself a gaming group at some point in Israel. At the beginning, it was kind of difficult because uh, both myself and another person that I uh, started being in contact with, we both collected games, and he liked uh, fantasy flight games like mm-hmm. Descent and Eldritch Horror and all these things. And I decided, I realized this is not my style of games much. Yeah, okay. Um, so it was a bit difficult at the beginning to find games that we both enjoy because he didn't like, he called all my games Euro games, like no theme. And <laughs> <laughs> he looked at them with his nose uh, high. and that, That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, we became really good friends and uh, we found a lot of games that we both enjoy from both styles of games, so... Um, yes, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> the division about, across the two types of games, the uh, what we call a Mera Thrash or a Mera Trash, uh, and Euro is is interesting because it does create factions. Like this is my kind of game and this is not my kind of game, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't like this in the past, but like I, I do judge people now based on the games <laughs> that they they say they like or they have in their collection. It's it's your fault, Woody. <laughs> Well, and it's I'm not a, it's, the one who it's, measures people by joking it's, hazard. It's, it's true. It's true. It, uh, uh, that's a whole other story. But but, um, <laughs> but like, and I, I mean it in the way that it's like it's like uh, I, I think Adi, you said it before. It was like no, no, like I I know better now, right? Like I know I know more about the world. There's there's more than Catan. <laughs> like that's a great start. Uh, but there's we've we've the world has moved on. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's go over there. <laughs> Shaka, his eyes open. Yep. Uh, um so you decided that gaming was such an impact on your life that you wanted to impact other people's lives yes. by making your YouTube channel. Uh yes, I always love to share things that I like and uh every game that I got I always wanted to share it with people whether it's my family or my friends and I felt like this is a good way to do it i had a chance also to right now i'm actually looking for what to do with my life and um i decided i do want to do something with board games i'm not sure what exactly but this is uh this youtube channel is something that i started and if i keep enjoying it i will keep doing it i had a chance to work for one of the uh, publishers here in israel for a few months and what bothered me there, uh, my main job was uh, to go to stores and teach uh, the people who work there how to, what's a little bit about the board game, and then they mm-hmm. know better how to sell it to others. Mm-hmm. And it was very fun sometimes, uh, while other times they just didn't care much that I came and they just wanted me to leave. 
um, mm. which is a bit, I don't know. Sometimes they were like, oh, oh, did you keep, did you come with new games? So show me the new games. And it was always fun to come to these mm -hmm. stores and uh, teach them. But there are other times which they're like, okay, they're like, oh, okay, fine. Like this, what these were their reactions while I was trying to explain them how the game works and everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this wasn't, this is one of the reasons that I left this job because I felt a little bit unappreciated because uh, this service uh, that this uh, company that I was working for gave, uh, this was a free service. So uh, they kind of disrespected my time a little bit. That's how I felt at least. And the other problem was uh, in holidays, I was, they put me in some stores to sell games. So okay. I opened a few games. We had like Magic Maze open and uh, I opened like other games, but I, I really like Magic Maze and I uh, it just got translated as well. And I wanted to show them this game to other people. And they just went by, they walked, they like, oh, okay, okay. And then I show them and the kid seemed very interesting sometimes and his mom didn't. <laughs> and they, she said like, all right, let's, uh, let's walk around. We'll think about it. Thank you. And then I saw them in the, uh, with the cashier with a monopoly. And it was very sad to see. I don't know. Your heart oh. sank. Cause heart they sank. felt like I wanted to Drink. sell the game that I'm going to make profit out of it. And the profit was, was shit. Never mind. But, um, and the profit was not good. Right. But I didn't so want you were truly evangelizing the game and they just weren't getting it because they thought you're putting all this shine on it because you're just a salesman. Exactly. Yeah. And I think by opening this YouTube channel, people understand that I'm doing it uh, because I like it. It's my own opinion. I'm not affected by other companies that I work for. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you are you soliciting the possibility of having people send you games so that you can review them? Oh, I would as love. opposed to you, because you're talking about going out and buying games, and you're really just reviewing the things that you think are worthwhile, which is great. You know, that's that's useful, especially for people who are just kind of learning the hobby. But for those people who are in the hobby, the the things that I think they want to know is, should I buy game X? And, you know, they looked at Tom Vassell, and Tom Vassell has his own very opinionated way of, of expressing himself and saying, yes, I like this, and no, I don't like that. And kind of if you're on board with Tom's opinion and attitude towards games, you like the kind of games he likes, he's a perfect reviewer for you. But then there are people that are more going to likely side with Eric Summer or Z Garcia, and, you know, th there are personalities basically that sort of define how we look at our games in the first place, and those reviews matter. So I like the idea that you said, I'm going to, you know, state my opinion about games, but what we're not going to get from you, at least right now, is any kind of critical analysis of the games because you are looking at games you really like. Um, yes, at the beginning, I'm going to look at games that I really like, but I guess at some point, Actually, I just, uh, on this Monday, uh, they're going to be, I just reviewed a coup. Okay. And I really, I like coup, but the, the translation that they did here in Israel, it, the problem is not 
the gameplay. The problem is the production. I see. Okay. And the production felt really cheap. And I was so disappointed. And I, I also told this in the review. Okay. And uh, yes, I'm going to... like. At some point, I'm going to start, I have reviews for Machikoro, which I think is okay. And I'm going to say it's okay, but I'm I'm probably always going to say at the end, like, who I think this game will fit for. And and that makes sense. Yes. Uh, but maybe it's not for me, but it can be for you. Uh, so, yes, at the beginning, yes, I did mainly the games that I really enjoyed at the beginning. But I guess at some point I'm going to start also doing other reviews for other games, which I'm not a huge fan, but I also... Depends. We'll see. Maybe I like, maybe I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully... Yes, I would love if some companies will start sending me games, because right now I'm kind of <laughs> boring games uh, from the company that I was working for. I actually got back in contact with them, and I okay. I drive there to pick up some games that they have, some open games. Um, and I use these at least at the beginning, like we both, it's good for both of us cause it's good for yeah. me for practice and it's good for them cause it's more, uh, I forgot the word in English, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're kind of, I mean, that was really smart of you, I think to, to, to go back to them and contact them because they're. It was like, hey, you don't have to pay me to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> just give me the game, and then yeah. just have people come to my channel, and they're they're still gonna get exposure to to the game. Yes. Yeah, that was really good. That yeah, that gives you access to. I'm assuming. Um, I don't I don't know what kind of distributor or publisher there are, but is they do they have a large library of games? Um, they have enough. Okay. Okay, it's a large. They're like maybe around 60 translated games that I consider hobby games. Most games that are translated are not going to be heavier games. We're not going to find like Teotihuacan or uh, Great Western Trail or other games like this translated to Israel, yeah. like translated to Hebrew because they feel like there's not going to be an audience for this. Yeah. Same for Game of Thrones, the board game. It didn't <laughs> went well. Uh, some people bought it because they watched the show and they thought this mm -hmm. game looked cool but when they start reading the rules and understanding how the game works they uh gave up and it was not a good call for them maybe to translate this one because they realized um maybe they look for other lighter games at least here in israel these days because seems like gamers same for myself maybe games like code names or just one are games that I would love to have in Hebrew because this is my mm -hmm. language and I prefer to play these games in my own language. Uh, but if you tell me like buy Pandemic in Hebrew or Pandemic in English, I would prefer to buy the English version because um, I know it's it can be more updated, you know, with expansions and stuff. Until it mm -hmm. comes to um, Israel, it can take a while. And yes, I would prefer to buy English games in general. But, um, and they know that all games that they are translating, they, this is not games that gamers will buy. It's more for families or maybe uh, people who just got into board games because of Catan or other games. Um, so maybe they're going to look for these style of games. And this is also my channel is for uh, 
for this audience because I feel that's why I'm not doing uh, Game of Ruse in English these days. I prefer to s stick to the Hebrew ones because mm -hmm. all the games that are translated to Hebrew, most of the um, most of the people, most of the gamers here in Israel, they already played or they don't care much about it. Okay. And because um, I don't know, most of the gamers in Israel are really heavy Euro gamers. Seems like it. They like okay. Um, they like um, Vitala Sarda games and. Oh man, yeah. Yes, they they like the heavier stuff and they can look down at games like Ticket to Ride or Splendor, etc. So um, maybe. It, like, I feel like even if I talk about my games, which are not really heavy, that maybe gamers do enjoy, mm -hmm. they're not going to be a very big audience in the gamer. Um, uh, the... Sorry. <laughs> they're not going to be much audience um, in the gaming. Uh, like, all the people who play games in Israel, all the gamers here, they're not going to really would be interested to watch in my channel. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe hopefully at some point they will start watching me as well because I do, I really try to make my uh, channel as interesting as as, um, as professional as possible. Yeah. Well, so to be clear, you, you like typically a medium to lightweight game something really engaging but something that is not super not Vita Lasarda, right? Not, no, no. not the guy who, <laughs> who creates four hour games and uh, taxes your brain in, in ways that yes. are just like gymnastics for most of us. I um, was I was always almost convinced to play Lisboa one day. Uh, <laughs> and I'm happy that almost. I did not. Yes. <laughs> Even Teotihuacan that we played uh, was it took me a while to um, understand, you know, everything that's going on, at least in when I was reading and like before we played the game. Mm -hmm. I don't like maybe to invest too much in a game unless it looked very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yes, most I, of my games. I gotta games... tell you, Lisboa is really good. Uh, if you ever take the chance, <laughs> Lisboa is really good. Uh, I, I have a rule that I say I always try game once and okay. maybe. Like if you really, if we're gonna have some time and you're gonna really like push me to play it, I will maybe maybe I'll say yes. But um, it really depends on the game. There are some games, there are some heavy games which I'm interested to play. Yeah. Um, not many, but uh, even for example, uh, I don't know. I I wanted to play uh, Great Great Western Trail. At okay. some point in my life. Right now, I'm kind of... I haven't played it yet, and I'm not really interested. But um, <laughs> actually, I have a list. Let's see if on my list... This is the list I that I was... You just have it there with you. You yes, just keep I always with you at all this times. You, <laughs> this is not something just made for Dice Tower that I see on a, on a yearly basis. No. Adi's already got... He pulls his wallet out. He's got... There's a list of games. Oh, Barrage looked interesting. I wrote Barrage to play. Um, okay, but it looked it looks very heavy. So I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it because it seems very heavy. But yes, this is the only really heavy game that I have on this list. 
Okay. Yes, uh, Maracaibo as well. Okay, I don't, I haven't played that one, so that's uh, yeah. both of those are are both kind of things that I would I would gravitate towards, but haven't got to play yet. Um, but I do have to say, Great Western Trail is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where you and I differ. I probably gravitate to uh, the longer games. I was just going to say, if you're going to play everything one time, uh, next time we see each other, we'll play Twilight Imperium. <laughs> this is the only game that I think I will never, I will never agree. <laughs> you know, I mean, that game is so uh, transformational that it uh, it created this podcast. <laughs> not not Twilight Imperium. It no. wasn't Twilight Imperium. Oh, uh, no. which, oh, I thought it was Twilight Imperium. Which was the one? No, it was uh, Trajan. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. That's uh, okay. <laughs> but games can have that effect. <laughs> yes. Oh. So it sounds like games have made a huge impact on your life, Adi. Um, and now you're kind of in into the point where you're ready to evangelize and tell everybody, hey, check this out. This is a really great experience. Come and join us. We need more people at the table. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, I just, I just want to – I feel like there is a lot of potential – in the yeah. Israel, like with Israelis in general, I think they're gonna enjoy games, and and there are really cool, interesting games out there. They just don't know about them yet. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, yes, I will. Um. I'm actually happy because there is another YouTuber just started uh, doing uh, his YouTube channel about board games as well. A few months before me, mm-hmm. like three months before me, and. He's doing a little bit of different style. He's doing more rule school and stuff like this. So there is, I'm trying to do more reviews and he's trying to do more rules and it's good. Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. The community needs, needs all of it, right? As much as it can, <laughs> as it's available. It's great to have people willing to, to make the content. Yes. Even though he told me that I contacted him and he kind of, at the beginning, it was kind of like, you know, you know, we're in a competition. And I was like, ugh. I'm not looking at it as a, yes, Is it necessary? <laughs> I don't look at it as a competition. I look at it how to, how can I make uh, games to be more exposed to people and yeah. how to make this hobby bigger in Israel. And I'm yeah. happy that you're doing your video reviews and or game rule schools. And I'm going to do my own thing. And I guess people sometimes like to hear different opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's always nice. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are enemies now. He declared war, basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's your arch nemesis. <laughs> well, uh, or- I'm kidding. <laughs> I like the idea of a split screen thing where you guys are warring over a game. Like, no, Adi, this is a terrible game and I don't want anybody to play it. And then you grab it back from him. No, this is a really great game for families. <laughs> that's another channel. That's another YouTube channel. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the Adi versus channel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's something about that. There's something. It's so interesting when you you start something new and you realize that someone like you think you have this amazing idea or you're feeling a need, and then you find out somebody else is doing it. It's so when it's when the when the community is new, like people are doing things a little bit differently. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, wait a minute. It's like, 
uh, I have a friend when I, when I started podcasting and I found I was, I was looking for, for similar people. I was looking for friends. <laughs> and then when I saw, when I found him on LinkedIn, my friend, Steve Kuniak, uh, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, are we, are we, are we enemies? Like, are we, are we competition? <laughs> but it wasn't like we became great friends and we had very different ideas. Um, we had very similar ideas and the way we wanted to do things was very different. And it was, it was so great to, to find other people willing to even make a YouTube channel. Like YouTube is for me, YouTube is so hard. Like I do, I do a lot of podcasting, but if I did like YouTube would take like one YouTube video would take as much time as it takes me to produce or be on like six podcasts. Right. It's like, I feel it's so hard. And every time I go back to video, I'm like, Oh, I admire people who go into to YouTube headfirst and create the content. And, and I love YouTube. I love YouTube. Like I don't. I don't want to do it. I'd rather have other people do it. I'm so happy to see people doing yeah. YouTube. So it's a it's exciting, and, and I mean, and that's all part of the of having the community build. I think, I think it's exciting. I think it's really exciting. So maybe it's about mindset because when I think about, you know, as a result of of running Rolling for Change, I've discovered so many people that have some very similar ideas to mine, and at the same time, they're different and. I don't think of us as being in competition with one another, but your if your mindset is, I'm going to try to make sure that this vision that I have is going to other people, and also I'm going to try to make sure to, to increase the playing field for people out there who want to experience games in a different way, uh, and other people are doing it too. I, I think that's just more conversational. That's more, we got more chance to to build our community. Um, but I can see that if you come to it with an attitude like I'm going to get the most people or I'm going to have the best, uh, you know, if we took a look at v YouTube videos, I'm going to have the best income or something like that, then it does become a competition and it starts to be, you know, it, it's a difference in attitude, I think. Yeah, there's a difference between like livelihood and just like popularity and things like that. But, but Adi, I'm, I'm curious if, if, there were already YouTubers reviewing games in Hebrew. Would you, would you have felt so inclined to do it yourself? Um, and I asked the question coming from the, the point of view that most of the time when I create something, like I create some sort of show or a product, it's because I want to see it in the world and it doesn't already exist. And I get mad, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's reluctant. <laughs> reluctant, I have to. Fine. <laughs> um, some people offered me to do my reviews in English because um, they thought maybe it will reach a bigger audience, and maybe I'll talk about big games, uh, like English games, you know, American games and German games, etc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I felt like... Here I felt the competition was uh, way too much over my head, and with my, uh, which uh, my channel is still not uh, production-wise, it's not good. Like there is no, um, like the microphone is not here yet, and the light is not great, and maybe the way I introduce the games is not as professional as other reviewers who did it for like years and years. So I felt like I'm gonna be just. Uh, get stuck in the mix of all the people who didn't get this popularity and yes maybe some people will watch me but um, and maybe I'll do start doing it in English as well at some point but I don't know I feel like 
yes, because there are not many people right now in Israel who do this, uh, maybe it's a good time to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I again, I would like to get some exposure and people will know who this single is and um, and it, it can be nice. But right now I know there is not many people that are doing uh, board game reviews in Hebrew. So I do have some kind of a good uh, position and, and hopefully this will be worth it. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be worth it no matter what, because I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it for people who would like to watch. But if it will get bigger, yes, I would love that. Your videos do look way better than Tom Vassell's first videos. So I think that <laughs> if that's any comfort whatsoever. Uh, thank Although... you. I actually, I really want to redo all the videos. <laughs> um, I was right now that I'm doing, even after it's been like three, four weeks in, since I started uploading uh, videos and the videos that I do now, I feel they're much better than the ones that I did um, like a month ago like Ticket to Ride and yeah. Pandemic. And I I want to redo them and make don't, them Don't better. fall in the trap. Don't fall in. It's a trap. Don't do it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> all my friends and my family like tell me like, stop it. Just keep it. It's okay. It was good enough when you uploaded it. It's, it's You know it's going to get better. So don't worry. Well, well like do, do it eventually, but don't do it, don't do it now. <laughs> yes, maybe yeah, I'll do no, it. Maybe. It's too soon. Maybe in around like uh, I don't know a few more months when I'm not gonna have many uh, board games in Hebrew to review more. <laughs> yeah. when, when you run out of games, then just go back and redo the videos because it's like, exactly. well, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> I, I this guess, will be the uh, the remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess at some point I'm gonna start doing like I I want the first English games that I'm gonna review besides the English games that I'm gonna review for uh, the convention. I'm gonna make mm-hmm. uh, this uh, kind of uh, uh, a list of all the games that I think should be translated to Hebrew that I really enjoy, um, and maybe oh, I'll yeah. maybe hopefully at this point some publisher will look at it and will figure out if they want to publish this game, uh, translate it, and bring it to Israel or not. Because um, yeah. there are many games. What if that a I, company? Yeah. What if a company says, Adi, uh, we've got this English game here. We'd like to see it get translated into Hebrew. Will you come along and be our translator and build this game for an Israeli audience? Oh, it's so terrifying to translate <laughs> stuff to Hebrew. <laughs> um, it's not going to be Game of Thrones, I promise. Yes, it, still, <laughs> but... Um, actually, it's kind of funny because I'm going to start... I'm planning to start studying uh, next year. I'm going to start studying linguistics. So I will be better at translating stuff uh, when I do this because we're going to learn about Hebrew a lot. Um, But even now in my videos, it's so hard to... Because in English, it's so easy. For example, when you talk to people, you can say, uh, you can use the first person uh, way. You can say you. But in Hebrew, you can't because we have um, masculine you and feminine you, uh, which is quite different. And when I say always you masculine, it seems like that I'm putting my channel to 
mainly guys. And I don't want to do that. I want it to be for mm. everyone who wants to see. So I'm always trying to use like a third person. I always say the player does, the player do. Um, yeah, okay. And um, and I don't know, I even some games, there are some games which are translated and I see uh, this company that I worked for, they translated, uh, uh, which game was it that I just looked at it recently? Uh, Machi Koro. Mm-hmm. And it seems like all the translated cards, they decided to translate it as it for as it was for a male person to read. Uh, it says, um, and for example, like uh, Smash Up that got translated, this is a different company that translated it, and they decided to put both in the same text, which is nicer, even in the rule book. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very different. Um, so I'm kind of afraid started translating stuff to Hebrew because I feel like maybe I'm going to offend one side because of our language. Yeah. Um, or exclude, at the very least, exclude. And you, you want to yes. include everybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I really want to include everyone. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yes. This is a little bit offside, but based on what you just said, is there a movement towards trying to dismantle that part of language in Israel? Um, yes. It's not big. But there is yeah. some, um, there, there are ways, yes. There's people who just insistently talk differently because they, um, they feel this is, uh, it's okay to talk like this. And, um, you know, they can say even, let's just say, when we say plural and we're, there is one guy and ten girls, we're still going to say it in a masculine way because mm. there is one guy. But at some point, they decided maybe because there are more girls than guys, you can say this in plural uh, feminine. You can say like them, like they in a feminine way, not in a masculine way, which is which I like. I like that, you know, they it shouldn't be uh, Hebrew is quite. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of <laughs> it's interesting Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I like I like my language, but uh she has uh, this language has problems. Yes, Spanish is gendered. Also, I mean, I, I think lots of languages are. It's it's hard to explain that oh. to people who only speak English. Yes, sometimes. I I feel I'm, like English. Yeah, sorry that I'm uh, disrupting. Um, I feel like okay. English just doesn't make sense sometimes. I feel it like doesn't. it should have <laughs> some gender in its thing, but not really. Like for example, what's funny that even. Okay, what I like about English that they don't uh, put uh, um, gender to objects. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, well, table. like you just referred to language as a she. Right. You yes. Were saying, I didn't yes, it's a she for us. For us in Spanish, it's uh, he. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gendered male. Yeah, it's a uh, masculine. It's it's so strange. I remember the first time, as you're saying that, I remember the first time I was um, I was like working with someone and she was female and she introduced us. Uh, she kept referring to us in the female sense. And I was like, okay, okay, I like this. I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's fair. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a little shocking the first time. I was like, wait a minute, but we're both not female. 
this is what I want. But 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 like yeah, like there's a um, I don't know. What do you ask? Like dismantling, right? Like that's it's hard to dismantle a language. But that, that's a really hard thing. Yeah, I, I may be the wrong yeah. word, but, but trying to find ways. To... Yeah, but introducing gender neutrality into yeah. language is oh that is fast. Like oh now I'm jealous that you're studying. Forget your YouTube channels. I'm jealous that you're studying <laughs> linguistics uh, because it's it's fascinating. I love this stuff, and and like right now it is so interesting to see that in different places and. I don't know. I like. I only know English and Spanish, so I feel like it's. I've I've known about it for a lot longer in English, and I see it happening now in Spanish, and it's like it's it's catching up. But it's fascinating to to see how that works. Yeah. Uh, what I find in English that makes it's, it makes this language very easy to learn because you don't have many conjugations. You don't conjugate much, and uh, it seems like same as Spanish and Portuguese. They decide to uh, do for like first person, second person, third person, etc. And they conjugate everything, which is, which does make sense in my opinion, because it should be different. Like when I eat or they eat, I don't know, it feel like they supposed to eat not the same that I eat. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's, there's more likelihood for confusion in English if like you need more context it's, it's very contextual. exactly yeah yeah teaching conjugation I, i've taught spanish in the past and teaching conjugations is always fun and i i still sometimes have to i have to look up the conjugation of a verb because i'm like I'm not, I'm not even sure how to conjugate that one <laughs> yes yeah yeah. Uh, I, perhaps uh, what I meant was inclusivity instead of dismantling so we're looking yeah, for yeah. an inclusive language which yeah yeah it's a challenge if you can help me what means inclusive uh able to accommodate everyone okay without reference to gender or 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 any other bias kind of almost like a a neutral language kind of thing where it's there's no sense of having like you're talking about how weird it is for english not to have uh a gender to it but i i, I guess i'm talking about stretching it so that it no language has a gender to it. No, I actually like that there is no gender for for objects, at least in English. Yeah. Uh, we have genders in numbers for everything. Like in Spanish, they have un and una, but we have in eh, uno and una, right? Something like this. I was, sorry, my Portuguese. Um, <laughs> and uh, in Hebrew, we have for almost all the numbers, gender. Mm-hmm. And for every object, we can say different with the number, which is very stupid. I don't know. I... I <laughs> And when I also when I'm doing my videos, I'm really trying to say correctly, like to talk Hebrew correctly, yeah, in the yeah. in the videos, so it won't sound bad in the ears for people who care about it. Some people don't care, but yeah. some people do. So, yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's super complicated. Um, yeah, no, I can relate so so strongly, and and yeah, like trying to be. I, I get what you're saying, Woody. Like. Just, just having language that doesn't feel like it's excluding someone or is being, you know, um, not just offensive, but like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, no, like we want to recognize that there's a, there's, there, the gender isn't defining of this particular thing. And with the objects, it is so, like, imagine Woody that you're talking about something, right? Like, like you're talking about right. a game yeah. and then you incorrectly gender a meeple. And all of a sudden people are like, look at this idiot. Where did he go to school? And then you're all distracted because you said something as stupid as like you misgendered a meeple or a dice, you know, or a die. And it's like, oh, 
Oh, actually, what I just did, right? Like when you say I use. I, when I say dice, sometimes I'm just referring to a single one, right? Uh-huh. But, yeah. you know, some people will be like, excuse me, die, die. is singular <laughs> and dice is plural. Hello? And you're like, what does that have to do with anything, man? I'm talking about a game over here. I'm, t- I'm like 20 minutes into a review, and then that's what got me a dislike. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, language language is fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> just, it, it, I wonder... You know, there is one one tendency in the English language, and that is to put the uh, put the female gender on ships and machines. We often talk about she when we talk about cars and we talk about boats and things of that nature. So I wonder if that's a carryover from that. That's like one of the few carryovers from from other languages into English. Well, that's interesting. It could be, but I think it has more to do with like um patriarchy and the subjugation <laughs> of women as property for men uh or or as That's admiration or as admiration it's like if something is beautiful it has to be female i would never refer to a i think the ship is beautiful so i would never say that he is beautiful i would only say she is beautiful so it's still yeah, a strangely gender. you don't say the ship is handsome right exactly exactly which is the way we gender yeah that's the way we change the gender for the way we complement people yeah, which yeah. is interesting too yeah yep. yeah but i you could say e- equally that all of this is is patriarchal uh language that has happened and so it's just yeah, filtered yeah, in yeah. different ways to different uh different nationalities yeah yeah different languages yeah no yeah. that's that's cool i like where i like where this interview went i'm loving <laughs> I, I can talk about languages yeah so much i love love languages oh awesome did you learn so portuguese that... also excuse me do you do you know portuguese you said you lived there in yes Brazil? yes oh, i I learned Spanish before I was um, I was traveling in South America for a while and I learned Spanish before I started uh, learning Portuguese. I I'm sorry, but I'm not a huge fan of Spanish. And uh, (laughs) why? It doesn't offend me. I didn't create it. Uh, it I guess because everyone think it's the new English. (laughs) <laughs> and it's amazing and awesome and everyone loves Spanish and it's cool to love Spanish but I don't know when I was younger I was um, there were a lot of like Argentinian telenovelas in the TV and I hated them they always like they're always screaming it was always dramatic and this is this is what I realized Spanish is at the be- when I started traveling I realized this is not uh, too dramatic but I never, I don't know, I never like the sound. I find it very clean sound, unlike Hebrew, for example, which is more uh, throaty yeah, language. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when I started, uh, when I went to Brazil, I remember uh, it was so different. Like, it sounds like Spanish, but it sounds like a broken Spanish. What <laughs> is a- this language? <laughs> There's a joke that I'm sure I'm sure you've heard it a million times. But people uh, who speak Spanish often say that um, Portuguese sounds like if you're listening to Spanish through a wall, like muffled, <laughs> right? And and it's so true because like I can hear someone speaking Portuguese, and if I'm not paying attention, I'm like, oh, that person's speaking Spanish, and then I, I tune in and I'm like, oh no, they are not. That is that is not, <laughs> that is not Spanish. That's it's Portuguese. actually funny because we think Israelis, um, we found we found Portuguese the beginning. 
as Spanish with a Russian accent. We have a lot of we have a lot of Russian people in Israel, so we know how Russian sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It sounds just at the beginning. It sounds this weird, and it's like what 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 am I hearing? <laughs> like just talk normal, just talk Spanish. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's just a weird Spanish. <laughs> it does feel that way. But yeah. after a month there, I really started enjoying this language, and I really um, uh, liked it. And That's cool. That's cool. And I, now I just want to study more and more. I'm, I'm doing okay. My, my Portuguese is fine. Mm-hmm. And because right now I'm in a relationship with a Brazilian guy, and uh, this is why I moved to Brazil for a while. Got it. And we... I was studying there a lot of Spanish, a lot of uh, Portuguese, sorry, sorry. In Brazil, they don't speak Spanish. They don't know how to speak Spanish. They <laughs> don't want to speak it. Spanish. <laughs> um, but uh, because right now I started being interested more in uh, languages is because I find myself teaching uh, my partner Hebrew. Got it, yeah. And I realized that Hebrew is such a, weird weird language <laughs> i never listened to it before <laughs> yeah 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 there's something that happened to me too when it wasn't until i learned a third language that then the languages that i knew better started making sense because i never thought of them it was like i was able to triage language and i was like oh wait a minute grammar is weird english doesn't make sense like it doesn't really have like there's so many things that don't have that are exceptions to rules and they're like oh yeah and like spanish all of this is going on it's it's fascinating yeah love it is there an intersection between your 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 fascination and pull towards linguistics and your fascination and pull towards games is there a way to somehow combine these two passions um i don't know i really want to move to germany First, because of gaming there, and yeah. second, because of the yeah. language. I really want to learn yeah. German. So uh, I have a few German games in my collection that I bought that are in German, but most of them are language independent, so it's no problem. Just, just There is one of yeah. them which I decided to translate a few things in it and buy it because I really wanted it. Uh-huh. Uh, I have the Quacks of Quedlinburg in German. Okay. And I, I really, really... Oh, this is this is my favorite game right now. I'm pretty Quacks? confident. Yes, okay. I love this game, and I also got the upgraded uh, beats from uh-huh. uh, BGG, which are amazing. So expensive, but really, really, this is was <laughs> one of my best purchases for board games. <laughs> um, so I don't know if there is. I always wanted to know English, and it definitely helped me playing games because without English, I don't think I would. Um, be able to play most board games these days um reading the rules and explaining to people and talking you know uh but yes i would still be playing Catan. (laughs) yes (laughs) um but yeah i would like to i guess if i'm gonna uh learn more languages maybe i'm gonna have a few games in these languages um in my collection nice yeah i mean at, at least I've been again I've been I taught language for many years and it's something that I really care about and helping people like learning what they care about like what their interests are 
and then learning through learning the language through those interests is a lot easier than just learning like this is the airport this is how you say bathroom this yeah. is how you say no you're like no 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 no. okay you like gaming you like movies you like comic books let's go let's go into that get it in the language start practicing get you immersed in a world that you're already comfortable in and you're excited about i can definitely say that uh, my English got really improved because of board games, because I yeah. was reading, you know, I was reading rule books, but yeah. still reading and, you know, watching uh, videos like video reviews and stuff in English. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I also tried to read some uh, rule books in Portuguese. It did help a lot of it. And then until yeah. I got sick of it because it was yeah. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. Well, this has been an awesome discussion. Um, people, if they want to find you, <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you to just, uh, we do actually have uh, some listeners who are from Israel. So I'm going to ask you to tell them how they can find your YouTube channel. And uh, then the rest of us can look up, I guess, under Adi Singal. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put a link yeah. in the show notes, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. in Hebrew, how how can people find you? Uh, so the name in Hebrew is Nekudat Nitzachon, and uh, it's just a, you can just type it in. Maybe you can write down Adi Singal. It will do the same effect. And uh, yeah, I hope you can join me to this YouTube channel, and I'm very excited to share with you all these cool games. I guess you know about games a bit if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yes, um, but every support that you can give and stuff it would be amazing and i would really appreciate it and i'm um, happy i'm happy to share with you all yeah awesome. <laughs> and for those of you who are english speaking you can still go on there and watch adi he's really animated he has great graphics he's he's put together a really professional looking uh youtube channel and uh, you can still like it <laughs> <laughs> The more views, the better. The more likes, the better. Oh, we want to give uh, Adi a chance to, uh, and if you want to see his vision come true. <laughs> yes, and if you want to talk about anything, you can always write down in the comments. I would love to talk to you there. Yeah, even just for the curiosity, like I said, I'm looking at the at the videos, and I'm like, oh, like it's so cool to see these games that I'm so familiar with, localized and translated, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to get a different perspective, even if you can't listen to the language. Yeah. It's still nice to get a different perspective. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Adi, for coming on. It, just in general, it's just great to talk to you anytime. Uh, we are worlds apart, and we only see each other maybe once a year. And this year, unfortunately, not at all. Uh, but uh, I, I know that we will have uh, games on a table in front of us in the near future, and I really look forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it as well. Yep. All All right. right. Everyone uh, keep on rolling for change and uh, learn some Hebrew so you can go and watch Adi. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Rolling for Change, a proud member of the Geek Therapy Network. If you're enjoying our discussions, want to be involved in our podcast, or just want to throw some ideas our way, you can do so by emailing gamers at rollingforchange.com. 
If you'd like to join our collective and add your diversity to ours, go get assimilated into the Geek Therapy Network by joining geektherapy.com forward slash discord. If you'd like to install some more hyperspace grooves like the one whining in the background here, check out Rocket Scientist at bandcamp.com forward slash rocket scientists. As always, thanks so much for listening and keep on rolling for change. <laughs>